Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What you're about to hear is a life-changing word from God through Pastor Steve Allen Sr. of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. Enjoy the message and be blessed in the Lord. A lot, a lot of people that are dealing with sickness and they haven't been able to receive their healing. And the reason behind it is of uh, the cause is unforgiveness. Uh, you haven't forgiven people that have hurt you. And some of you have been dealing with all kinds of hurt. Some of you are dealing with church hurt. Uh, and that's, that's a serious hurt. Uh, and some people simply haven't forgiven themselves. Uh, so we, we prayed last Sunday uh, that we would get clear of this unforgiveness. And we got a lot of testimonies that came in of people that received supernatural healing. Amen. And I'm believing that there are, there are some that we haven't heard yet. Um, I'm believing that, you know, we're getting ready to see the supernatural power of God in all of our lives. But for some of us, but some of us, unforgiveness has been holding us, holding up our manifestation. Um, now, for a lot of us, you hear me saying us, we feel like our slates are clean. We don't have unforgiveness in our hearts. I'm good, Pastor. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not holding anybody in my heart. I'm free of that. And you know, I want to encourage you to pray about that and ask God to show you you. Um, and I'm telling you this today because I had an experience this, this week. Um, in the past, there were some folk that, that hurt me, and I'm talking about hurt me to my core. And um, I thought that I was totally over it. I had forgiven them. And Friday morning, I had a dream about them. <laughs> and they made me mad in the dream. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I was so mad that I woke up out of the dream and I was furious. And instantly the Lord said to me, you have not totally forgiven them. Uh, and he told me that you're going to have to release them. And listen to what he says. Not only are you to release them, but you are not to utter a ne another negative word about them as long as you live. It's because, you know, you can say that you forgive folk, and then, you know, every now and then you'll talk some kind of negative, or you'll entertain a negative conversation. Is it warm in here? You'll entertain, you'll entertain a, a negative conversation about people, and you'll find out that you really have a little something still there. Now, I'm going to teach you a lesson today on unforgiveness, and I've taught on unforgiveness over and over again, um, and after I teach this lesson, I'm going to share with you a revelation that the Lord gave me um, this past week. But I want you to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 36 and 37. Luke chapter 6, verses 36 and 37. You know, it's possible to be sick and not know you're sick. And it's possible to be sick and not know what's causing your sickness. And I will tell you that unforgiveness is a spiritual disease and it attacks the soul. And if it's not treated, it can be fatal. So we got we got we got work to do. 
Amen. Amen. So let's see, verse 36 and 37. Be, be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. How many know that God's been merciful to you? Anybody can thank God for being merciful to you? Amen. Listen to what he says here. And Jesus is speaking. He says, Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Now, why should we forgive? Why does God command us to forgive? And um, the word forgive means to pardon. It means to set free. Forgiveness comes into in the play when others have wronged you or you perceive that you've been wrong. And, and I want you to understand this. This is not a suggestion from God, but this is a commandment. The same way he commands us not to steal and kill, we're commanded to forgive. Now, I'm going to give you a general reason why God gave us this command, and then we're going to get into some specifics. Um, here's the general reason. God did not give the command to forgive in order to change the offender. But forgiveness is for the one that's been offended in order that you might be free from the consequences of unforgiveness. Can I you want me to say it again? God did not give us the command to forgive in order to change the offender. See, it's not about them. It's not about the one that offended you. We're trying to get you free. But forgiveness is for the one that's been offended in order that you might be free from the consequences of unforgiveness. So forgiveness has nothing to do with the offender. Somebody say, it's about me. Now, I'm going to give you some specific reasons why God commanded us to forgive. Number one, forgiveness was given to us because it keeps us free. It keeps us free. Somebody say, I want to be free. That was so weak. That, oh, that was weak. Come on, say it again. Say, I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free. Oh, yeah. Y'all remember that? Uh, Galatians 5 and 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, which is freedom, wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We were in bondage, and Jesus Christ came to set us free. And what the scripture is saying is, don't go now and get into the chains of unforgiveness and lock yourselves up again. Christ has set you free, so stay free. Unforgiveness is bondage. Forgiveness keeps us free. Now, let's just be honest. One of the reasons we struggle with forgiveness is because we want the people that hurt us to hurt. <laughs> See, we get in bondage because they look like they're free. You mean you're going to hurt me and you walk around here laughing? <laughs> you, you hurt me and you're around here smiling. You hurt me. I see you all on Facebook smiling and having fun. Oh, no. I'm sitting over here hurt. And see, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people wants other people to hurt. Misery loves company. So we want, to, we want the person that offended us, we want them to hurt. We don't want them to look like they're having a good time in life. We want them to hurt. But listen to me. 
Forgiveness guarantees my freedom. I don't, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the other person. I have to stay free. Go, go to Mark 11 for me. Mark 11 and uh, verses 25 and 26. We're going to read this in three versions of the Bible. King James, Amplified, and Message Bible. 25 and 26, verses 25 and 26, Mark chapter 11. And when ye stand, sit, lay down praying. (laughs) Forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. The Amplified Version of the Bible says this. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop, leave it, and let it go. I've been trying to get the, the, uh, the musicians to come up with some music for that for a long time. Let it drop, leave it. Let it go. Let it drop. Leave it. In order that... (laughs) They're going to listen to me one day. In order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. The, The Message Bible says this. I'm going to start reading at uh, verse number 26, 22, I'm sorry. Jesus was, matter of fact, embrace this God life. Really embrace it and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly shallowing, whatever that means. (laughs) And it's as good as done. That's why I urge you to pray For absolutely everything, ranging from small to large, include everything as you embrace this God life, and you'll be you'll get God's everything. Wow! And when you assume the posture of prayer, remember that it's not all asking. If you have anything against someone, forgive. Only then will your Father in heaven be inclined to also wipe your slate clean of sins. Wow! Now, really, this text, in this text, we see the law of sowing and reaping. If we sow forgiveness, we have the right to reap forgiveness. But if we sow unforgiveness, that's what we're going to reap. So, listen to me. Listen to me. The moment you make the decision not to forgive others, from that point on, you must make sure that you live without sin in word thought, or deed. The moment you make a decision that I'm not going to forgive them, you've got to live a perfect life. How many of you can do that? No sin in word, thought, or deed for the rest of your life. You can't have bad thoughts. Anybody deal with bad thoughts sometimes? Not everybody should have raised their hand. Anybody deal with bad thoughts sometimes? Some people still looking at me. (laughs) We all deal with bad thoughts sometimes. Even me, I I deal with bad thoughts sometimes. I'm telling you, 
you, you have a great thought when people run you off the road in traffic? Huh? You ever chase somebody in traffic? You used to? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a bad thought. I'm, I'm, everybody that runs me off the road, I'm going to be like, hey, God bless you. No, I'll be like, come on, let's, come on, get out. <laughs> I'm going to show you some Highland Grove here today, partner. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're not going to forgive, you've got to make sure that you live a sinless life. We can't do that. You must, you're going to have to live a perfect life. If not, there's no forgiveness for you. Because forgiveness for us is based on us forgiving others. Wow. Let me give you three powerful words. And it was just in this scripture. Let it go. Look at somebody. Look at them in their eyes and say, let it go. Let go of the negative feelings that you have towards those that hurt you. Let go of the words of rejection that were intended to alienate you. Let go of the insults and the criticisms by those who sought your downfall. Let go of everything negative that's been said about you or to you and every negative thing that's been done to you. You got to let it go. Come on, say it again. Say, let it go. Thank you, baby. Even the baby said, let it go. They say, I can't talk loud, but let it go. <laughs> Number two, unforgiveness, listen to this, is, this is what we're really dealing with, hinders our faith and shuts the door to our healing. It hinders our faith and shuts the door to our healing. Now, let me tell you this. I pray for people all the time, and I believe that healing always comes. But the issue is, will it manifest? Will it manifest? Go uh, look right there in Mark 11. We're going to look at verses 24 and 25. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. And if you have any heart against any, that your father also with who uh, your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, what you have to understand is these two verses go together. We love verse 24. We love, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and you shall have them. Oh, glory to God, that's my word. But don't stop reading. Because verse 24 is connected to verse 25. See, you can't have 24 without 25. See, your faith is connected to your love walk. I wonder how many of us have hindered, uh, are hindered in our faith in terms of receiving our healing because we made a choice not to forgive. I wonder how many, how many of us are missing out on what God has for our lives, missing out on God's best for our lives because we made a choice not to forgive. And it's a choice. Tell somebody, it's a choice. Number three, unforgiveness opens the door for Satan to enter your life. Unforgiveness opens the door, listen to this, for tormenting demonic spirits to come into your life. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 26 and 27 says, Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Now I want you to notice it says that we should resolve issues quickly. 
and don't let them linger. Don't let them linger because the devil loves to play with our minds. The devil loves to put all kinds of evil thoughts in our minds. So he says, get rid of it quick because if you don't get rid of it quick, you're going to give the devil a foundation to build on. How many know if you allow him, the devil will play with your mind? Let me tell you about something that happened. I guess it's about two weeks ago. I don't know if he's here now or not. There was a couple, there was a family sitting on the back row. And I was talking about something. I don't know what I was preaching about, but I was preaching. And as soon as I finished, the man, he was tall, he stood up in the back, got his family, and they walked out. As soon as I finished. And I said, hmm. To myself, y'all don't even know what I'm thinking about here. I said, hmm. Well, he must have liked that message, man. He just ran out of church. You know, just... I guess I made him mad, or whatever the case may be. Because the whole time during service, you know, I'm looking. I look at I look at y'all. So I'm looking at him. He didn't look like he was receiving the word at all. And in my mind, I'm saying, well, he didn't enjoy the word at all, at all. I see him now too. I'm not going to point him out. So, and that's that's that was my thoughts. I go to the shell station on Beltaire. I see a young man, and he says to me, hey, I come to your church sometime. I said, all right. He said, I was there Sunday. And then I recognized him. I said, that's the man. He says, I really enjoy your teaching. Well, you enjoy enjoy my teaching? I'm, I'm looking at you like you done walked out on me, man. But see, that's the enemy. That's the devil. And see, I'm not the only one that deals with that kind of stuff. The enemy loves to put negative thoughts in our minds. Why? Why? Why couldn't he just have? Maybe he has somewhere to go. Well, see, the devil ain't going to let you think that. He wants you to think something negative. And I'm saying that to all of us. The enemy loves to put negative thoughts in our minds. You know how it is. Come on, think about it. You walk up on uh, uh, two people and they're talking, and, they, and then they stop talking. Oh, they must have been saying something about me. Oh, ain't that something they had to be talking about me? Maybe it wasn't your business. But we deal with negative thoughts. And so the scripture says to us, when, this, when something happens, it says resolve it quickly because the devil, that's an open door for the devil to play with your mind. 2 Timothy 2 and 24 says the servant of the Lord must not strive. In other words, if you serve the Lord, you can't be full of strife. When we're in strife, we open the door for Satan to come in and out of our lives. So don't give the devil any place. In your, tell your neighbor, say, don't let the devil ride. Tell him, say, if, he, if you let him ride, he will drive. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. Why would you open the door for a thief? Why would you open the door for a murderer in your life? When there's unforgiveness in your life, you can't even hear from God. It robs you of your ability to hear the voice of the Spirit. This stuff causes spiritual deafness. You can't even hear from God. God's trying to speak to you, but your heart is all clogged up with evil stuff. 
Number four, this is important. Unforgiveness, I'm not going to be long at all. Unforgiveness opens the door for bitterness. I asked in the last service and I'll ask in this one. Let me see the hands of all my bitter people. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You ain't by yourself. You was the only only one bold enough to lift your hand. (laughs) Unforgiveness opens the door for bitterness. Go to Hebrews 12 and look at verses 14 and 15. Hebrews 12, verses 14 and 15. Listen to what it says. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many are defiled. This text says that bitterness doesn't affect the offender, but it will spring up and trouble you. And and you notice it says spring up and trouble you. It kind of gives you an idea that something wants to be hidden, but it pops up when you don't want it to pop up. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you ever been talking to somebody and man, it looked like it just took one word to make them just go off? Well, that's that was a buildup. And, then, and, and some people, they'll say some, something like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. No, that was in you. You can't, you can't pull up what ain't been downloaded. <laughs> but it'll spring up and trouble you. I'll tell you something else. I'm not going to talk about this, but I, I, I want to say this. Bitterness will destroy you physically. Bitterness will destroy you physically. I read the story of a man who was in good health. Uh, one day his father died, and this man got caught up in a long legal dispute with his sister over the father's will. The case went on and went to court. The sister won. And from that day on, the man couldn't think or talk about anything else but how bitter he was with his sister. Not long after, he began to have problems with his heart. Next thing you know, he had high blood pressure. Next thing you know, his kidneys gave out on him. And within a few months, this man was dead. And it was death by bitterness. It will mess you up physically. I wanted to say that because, you know, some of our biggest issues and some of the biggest problems I've seen in family is after somebody dies. You're talking about mess. You're talking about some family mess. When somebody dies in the family, it can cause all kinds of mess. And if you don't watch it, you'll have bitterness in your heart against your family. And if you're not careful, that thing will mess you up physically. Mama said, I could have had that dress. Mama told me, she told me on on a dying bed that all the money belonged to me. My mother, my mother lived with me 15 years prior to her passing. Um, she had a little house over there in Holly Grove on Fort Shane, Camberone. <laughs> and uh, when she started getting ill, I moved her into our home. And we, 
I took mom and I said, Mom, we're going to sell this house. And I want you to take all your money and I want you to spend it on whatever you want. I mean, whatever you want, I want you to spend it on. I don't care if you buy ice cream. (laughs) Because I don't want you to leave nothing here for nobody to fight over. I want you to enjoy what you have. And she spent it all, too. (laughs) (laughs) After Mama transitioned, I I went to the bank. I said, well, I know Mama probably had some money. Mama spent all that (laughs) She did just what I told her to do. She spent it all. (laughs) I talk her because, you know, she had this little man coming around every month collecting. Collecting that, that insurance money. Don't come back here no more, man. <laughs> Leave my mama alone. I got her. This, don't, don't come back here no more. My wife's going to go ahead. Look, baby, I'm preaching. Look what she says. But your mama was a sore. And she was. Mama would give so much money away to people. That's what she enjoyed doing. I wanted her to do what she wanted to do with her money. Because I didn't want anybody to have anything left over to fight over. That's mine. That's mine. No, no. Enjoy yours. And let me tell you something. Listen, if you're in a family dispute right now, and I know God, God has a reason for everything. If you're in a family dispute over something that you think belongs to you and somebody's fighting you over it, listen, and, and, and if, if it's not legal, you, you're not winning it legally, and it looks like you're losing, let it go. God can still bless you. Yes. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense for you to go and get into bad health over a couple hundred dollars. Hunt your neighbor action. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So the scripture says, so the scripture, I'm going back in here now. So the scripture says, because some of y'all left me for a second. Yeah. I'm trying to let them go, Pastor. Every time I see them riding in Mama's car, I get hot. So the the scripture says, thereby many be defiled or contaminated. So not only does this bitterness trouble us, we contaminate those who we're connected to. I wonder how many parents have contaminated their children. I wonder how many church members have contaminated other church members. Folk that carry unforgiveness open themselves up to contaminating a contaminating germ called bitterness. So you got to check your surroundings. And see the danger of this germ is that you don't have to be in the person's presence. You can catch it over the phone. Mm, mm, mm. Did you hear? You don't like what he said today. Pastor was directing that. He he knew I had somebody in my family that I was fighting. I don't know your business. (laughs) You gonna bring that mess to somebody else? Y'all better watch who you listen to. So bitterness does not impact the person that hurts you. It impacts you. 
in a negative way. Forgiveness is a tool to keep trouble out of your life. Now, now let me say this. Forgiveness is intentional. It's not a matter of emotions. It's not a matter of feelings. Because the truth is, you're not going to feel like forgiving folk all the time. I know you want me to feel like that, but no. You're not going to feel like forgiving folk all, all of the time. You can't live life based on your feelings. You've got to live life based on this word. And if God says let them go, I may not feel it like I may not feel like it, but I'm gonna let them go. For my own good. You've got to do it on purpose. Number five, intimacy with God is based upon our commitment to relate to people properly. Intimacy with God is based on our commitment to relate to people properly. Go to Matthew chapter five. And I'm almost finished. And verses 23 and 24. Is this helping anybody? Verses 23 and 24 of Matthew chapter 5. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thou brother hath all against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, And go thy way, first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Now what we see here is unforgiveness can contaminate your offering. God says, get right with your brother before you come to me. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 and 21 says, if a man says that he loves God and hates his brother, he's a liar. God says, how can you love me who you can't see, but you hate your brother who you see every day? So in God's mind, you can't be close to him and be at odds with your brother. Now, listen to this. You cannot be, listen to what the scripture says. You're going to bring your gift to the altar. And then you remember that I got something going on with my brother. He says, leave the gift. Don't take the gift with you. That's what the scripture says. Leave the gift. Go get straight. And then come back and present your offering. Now, I'm going to close with this illustration I gave some time ago. Um, It may sound a little gross to you, but you've heard worse. Unforgiveness is like constipation. Did he say constipation? I was trying to see how you did that. Okay, I was just trying to see how you, <laughs> how you said constipation with your hands. So, unforgiveness is like constipation. There's a blockage. You want and you need a movement. But you can't get one. And a lot of us need God to move for us. We need a movement. We want a movement. But we can't get one. I just had, I just had the thought, man. I was uh, at the grocery store getting some tea called Smooth Move. <laughs> Smooth Move. 
you know, I don't know why people worry. You know, we act like we're not human or something, you know. We don't want people to see what we're buying. I'm sitting up there at the, at the, I'm sitting there at the register with my smooth move, and a man walk up, Pastor Allen! <laughs> Look, like, yeah, 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 what's up? So after, after I left, I'm like, you know what? Why was I hiding my smooth move? I wanted and needed a movement. So we need a movement. We want a movement, but we can't get one. Listen to this. Forgiveness is like a laxative. Forgiveness can cause a movement. It'll clean you out. Forgiveness flushes out the waste. When you forgive, you get the waste out because if you don't get it out, it can contaminate you. And after thinking about this, I began to understand, you know, sometimes why it's hard to get folk to come to church and smile and get them to praise God. It's hard to smile and jump when you're constipated. Look, at, look to your left and look to your right. Just see if there's a face of constipation. Uh, so I'm the doctor today, and I'm glad you came to my office. And my prescription reads, if you have anything against anybody, take a dose of forgiveness, and it'll clean you out. It'll relieve you. Now, I want to give you something that the Lord gave me uh, this week. I felt like it was a revelation. I'm going to read Isaiah 53 and 5. And uh, I'll read it both in the King James Version and the Amplified Version of the Bible. But Isaiah 53 and 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Uh, The Amplified Version of the Bible says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Now, he was wounded for your transgressions. He was wounded so you don't have to be wounded. He was wounded physically so you wouldn't be wounded physically, mentally, or spiritually. Unforgiveness is a spiritual and mental wound. Isaiah 53 and 5 has a dual purpose. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for the transgressions that we committed. Number two, he was wounded for the transgressions committed towards us. His wounds took the place of our wounds. We have a will because we are free moral agents. So if we want to be wounded, we can be. But the truth is, we don't have to be wounded if we choose not to be wounded because he was wounded in our place. He was bruised for our iniquities. Iniquity means a gross injustice or a wicked, wicked act. So he was bruised for the injustice or the wicked acts that we've committed and the ones committed towards us. 
The chastisement of our peace was upon him. In other words, his punishment was for our peace. He was punished for our peace. He paid the price for our peace. So when we don't take the peace, we choose to take the punishment. And what is the punishment? His anger, his bitterness, his unforgiveness. With his stripes, we are healed. Now that sounds good and great, but the truth is we can't have the healing if we're going to hold on to the wounds and we're going to hold on to the transgressions. You can't have both. You cannot have both. You're not going to be able to hold on to all this stuff in your heart and have the healing. You're not going to be able to hold on to this hate, this bitterness, this unforgiveness, and still think you're going to have the healing. You can't have it all. Your healing can't manifest until you stop trying to reverse the reason that Jesus came here on earth. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. Tell your neighbor, you got to let it go. I want you to think about this. I want, I want you to think about how this doesn't make any sense. You've been hurt in the past by these people or this person or this situation. You've been hurt already. You mean to tell me I'm in control on, of how, I, how long I allow this hurt to last? And I'm not going to cut it off? You've hurt me in the past. I'm going to let you continue to hurt me? No, I'm going to let this go. You can laugh, you can go on and do what you want to do, but I'm letting this go because I want to be free. I want to be healed. I want to be delivered. Come on, let's, con- let's, let's confess. Let's stand up. And I know this is necessary. We need this today. Come on, confess with me. Say, I let go of... The negative feelings that I have towards those who have hurt me. I let go of words of rejection that were intended to alienate me. I let go of insults and criticisms by those who sought to hurt me. I let go of every negative thing. That has been said and done to me. I am free and I am going to stay free. I release those who have offended me. And Lord, I thank you because now I am free. We hope the word you've just heard has blessed you. If you'd like to order other messages or series, please go online to destinychristian.org or call 985-653-9006. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. Destiny Christian Center. Destiny demands diligence, so never quit. God bless you.